Okay, today's learning should be Lili Nishmas Chaim Aluzer Mishim Shenario. It should also be a Schister for Shalim of Chaim Aishi Shiva Malka, for Moshe Ben Miriam, and for Yosef Menachem Ben Chava. So we're holding a middle of Simon Lamed Beis, in the middle of Sif Gimel, right after the Rimah. Kosaf, if you would write Afila Ois Achas Bashar Mina Tzavainim in any other color, Ibezav, you use gold flakes to uh, write your Tfilin. So somebody wants that very, very fancy film. So the cipher, as he's writing then with the black um, ink, the black dioy, he takes some gold uh, um, shavings, gold, ground up gold, and he sprinkles it on the letters. You can remove the gold. And you get left with the black ink below it, and it's kosher, we'll see in the Mishnah Brewer what's the Chiddush of that. If he sprinkled the gold on any of Hashem's names, these tefillin are not repairable. Why? You're not allowed to remove the gold. So we said that tefillin that's written with gold ink sprinkled on the diay is puzzle. If the gold ink is sprinkled on any of Hashem's name, then it, you cannot remove it because that would be erasing Hashem's name. And since and since you can't remove it, the tefillin remain puzzle. So let's see the Mishabura, Oistes, Oisachas. Says Mishabura, Lavdafki doesn't even mean if you wrote one letter in a different color. The Huadin mixas ice, even a little bit of the ice. The corner of the Yud. If you look, there's a picture I sent out with a Yud. So the Yud is written has three points to it. The, the point that comes out to the bottom right, it comes down to a point. And then on the left side of the Yod, if you look at the picture, it comes up, it has a little point upwards and a little point downwards. The point downwards is called the Kutsai Shal Yod, the, 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 the thorn or the little edge of the Yod. That even if that little piece is written in gold, since without that, the Yod is not a kosher Yod, you would, you would not, it would not be, it would not be kosher. Umaver hazav. So now, if we wrote a letter in a different color, then and we finish, continue to write the tefillin and we wrote it out, there is no, there's no solution to fix it because we learned yesterday that the entire parsha has to be written in order. Once I have a letter that's not kosher and I want to go back and repair that letter in a safe Torah, I would be able to do that. However, in tefillin, it has to be written kesidron, has to be written in order. And therefore, there's, no, there's nothing I can do to repair this parsha, and it remains not kosher. However, when we said that if you wrote it in black, and then you sprinkled gold on it, that even though as long as the gold is on there, it's puzzle, the upper lettering is... You hear me now? So even though removing that letter is is um, while it's on there, it's the problem. Removing the letter there makes it, um, it, it it is okay. It's not considered to like a sidron cave and ain't a case of I'm not writing it out of order. I'm just removing this covering of the letter. And now the bottom 
letter the black is written so that would be okay so if i wrote it black and then covered it up with something else there i can still repair the tefillin by coming down and removing the upper letter and now being left with the lower letter letter that's not considered writing um without in without in without um out of order sarah you need to like tidbak shum no letter is allowed to touch the next letter we i showed a picture of that so is the shin and the iron i believe is connected on the top part. If the letter is touching the next letter, it's not kosher. Every single um, letter has to be surrounded by white parchment. Now, there's two parts over here. Number one, if one letter is touching another letter, it's considered not because I don't have the parchment open all the way around the letter. But there's a second Allah over here. If the letter is at the end of the line and my line goes all the way to the end of the piece of parchment, I sent out a picture, I think last night or this morning, I think last night of a mem that comes all the way to the end of the parchment, the tip of the mem comes all the way to the end, then it is also not kosher. You need to be surrounded by completely by parchment. Says the Ramah, you should make sure that you write the lettering uh, whole, um, um, complete, it shouldn't be missing. Once again, that corner of the yud, even that's not allowed to be missing. We'll see what else um, um, is included in that. In the Mishabruvah, you should have the tagim. The tagim are the crowns that go on top of the letter, um, on the letterings. We'll, we'll see that I showed a picture. The letters, Shat Nizgetz, Shin Ayin Tez, Nun Zayin, Gimel Tzadik, all need to have crowns. There's other letters we'll learn later on that get smaller crowns. But the shatnas gets are required to need those crowns. Those crowns also are not allowed to be touching one another, and they're not allowed to be touching one letter to the next. You should make the lettering slightly thick. That doesn't mean the letters should be thick, but when you think about the, the lines that connect up and down, so let's say a shin has three thin lines that connect up and down, should make them slightly thick, that it shouldn't, you know, if they're very thin, then it's very easy for them to get erased. It's also a mitzvah to make them pretty, that your batim should be very nice. Um, and also it should be on the inside. It's a, it's a special hither that not just have kosher tefillin, but you should have a cipher that writes beautifully, writes writes the letters beautifully, uses all the hidurim of the letters, uses they're written in a straight line. All these things are a hither for the mitzvah, and that is the proper way of having your tefillin. It's not a place that we should go and be cheap on our tefillin. Says the Mishnah Bura Dala Bechaverta, that you're not allowed to touch one unto another. The Imha Oiz Godel, if it's a very large letter, the Nidbak Besoifai, and it's touched at the end. So I showed a picture. Um, let me just see which picture it was. We, there's a picture that I showed that has the two letters touching on the bottom. Um, let's just see which picture that was for a second. So if you look, I sent a picture of Lamar, right? So you have the mem and the resh, all the way in the bottom of the mem and the resh is touching. So we said none of the letters are not allowed to be touching. So what happens if you wrote a letter and it's like that, they're touching, right? Um, in a way, if I would take a, a little razor blade and scratch off between those two letters where it's touching on the bottom, if I, by erasing it, I will remain um, a letter. So now the question is those two letters were touching that puzzle, but they still look like the two letters they're supposed to look like. 
when I scratch the connection off, it will still remain looking like those two letters. So it's not like I have to erase them and put it back in, because if I erase them and put it back in, we already said that's for certainly no good because that would be written Shalika Sidron. Yes, Machir, yes, Paisons, and Machloik is whether or not that would would um would would make it um kosher or not. So Machloik is Arishinim, whether whether you can fix the film that way and it would still not be considered written Shalika Sidron. The Hiska Machrainim Lahachman Achrainim are Machma. Alkane, Sarh, Ligroy, Mokam Hadovek. The the you have to scratch it off. I'm sorry. I, I read it incorrectly. The question as follows, the machloikis is whether I don't scratch it off, if that's considered kosher anyway, since the tsuris ice are both there. And if I would scratch off what's connecting it, it would still remain kosher. That's what the machloikis for Shainim is. The achreinim hiskim lahachman kitsarf ligre mokim adevek. You have to, where it's attached, scratch it off. The af betvilna mezuzah mahani tikin. That would be kosher and tvilna wouldn't be considered written shaloika sidrin. Kevin the lineshtana tsuris ice mikaidim. So again, what he's saying over here, if you have two letters that are touching that now don't look like the two letters, so think about it. If I took a chaf and a vav, and the top of the chaf is attached to the vav, it doesn't look like a chaf and a vav anymore. It looks like a mem. Here, there's nothing you can do about it because even if I would scratch a space between them, now it looks like a chaf and a vav. But beforehand, it looked like a mem. Since beforehand, it looked like a mem. So my tefillin were written with a letter missing, the chaf and the vav missing, and instead of that, I have a mem over there. And by scratching it off, I can't repair tefillin. It's not written, it's written Shalaika Sidron. However, if it still looks like the two letters, even before I scratch it off, it looked like the two letters that it was supposed to look like. And now I scratch it off, then it would be kosher, wouldn't be considered written Shalaika Sidron. However, you should not leave it connected. Call ice, every ice has to have um, parchment cloth around it. Even the last letter of the ice, has to be surrounded from the four sides that I explained the picture of the mem um, or chaf at the end of a line. Even if the corner of the yud is missing, it doesn't have parchment. We will get into more of this later on. Siva Tama, you have to write a complete writing. The Hainu, what does that mean? Shaloi Yichto, you got to be very careful. Don't write basin coffin. If you take a base and you don't, and the bottom, the back porch of the bottom of the base that sticks out is not clearly there, it will look like a cuff, cuff and basin. If you by mistake, you don't write your cuff very clearly, it can look like a base. Zion Nun, uh, a Zion can end up looking like an end of Nun if you make it too long. Nun and end of Nun can look like a Zion if you make it too short. All similar things. What's the Kutzah Yud? That little corner that comes out of the Yud. The Cholshken and Chaser Regal Yamin, the puzzle that if on the right side of the Yud where it comes down, if you look at the Yud, you'll see there's three points. That would be puzzle. We'll get more into the Yud later on. In Simon Lamed Vav, Umasha Kasavni Vishema Prima Godam, what we wrote in the name of the Prima Godam. Kehil Chosai, it has to be, have to have Tagen, but Oisia Shatnes gets, and the letter Shin Ayin Test Nun Zayin Gimel Tzadik, Vzehu Rakla Chatrila. The Tagen is a Chatrila. With the Evid, Koshal Arayva Paiskim Loitia, if you didn't do the Tagen, then it's Kosher with the Evid, Ulukaman, as we'll see later. We'll go through all the rules of the of the tagging.
Let's see the Mechaber and Sif. Hey, Sarich Sheyichtav Yamino. A person has to write with his right hand. That's talking about a right. He has to write with his right hand. Afila who shayla b'shtei yadav. He's ambidextrous. You still write with your right hand because of b'smoil. If a person is a right, he writes with his left hand. It's puzzle. If you're able to find tefillin that are written by a righty with his right hand, you should use those tefillin. But if you only have tefillin that was written with the left hand of somebody who's a righty, you can put them on if you have no other tefillin. Obviously, a lefty, it's the reverse. A lefty is allowed to be a cipher, but he has to write with his left his left hand. Says the Mishnah in in Hay. It's not, it's not the right way of writing. It's not writing with your left hand. The person who's a righty writes with his right hand. And it says, you should write. Any repair, the puzzle, when you're fixing up the writing, it should always be with your right hand. This that we discussed before about separating two letters are touching nearer the kasha, then it's with the smell, We'll see that certain people are not supposed to write tefillin, but if they do this repair, it's okay with the avid. But ideally, you should do everything with your right hand or a lefty with the left hand. The smile with the left hand, somebody who is right, a right-handed. Somebody's ambidextrous. Even though he said in the Mechabra said not to do that, but that's talking about somebody who is who does everything with his right hand and he writes with both hands. That person has to write it with his right hand. However, somebody who is completely equal on both hands, that person can write with either hand. If you don't find anything else, you can put them on, but don't say a bracha. He writes with his right hand, but he does everything with his left hand, or the other way around. Remember, when we're learning on which hand to put the tefillin, it became a big shiloh. Is this guy considered a righty? Is this guy considered a lefty? And therefore, it's better not to take such a person as a cipher with the Ebed. And last, with the Ebed, you can use those tefillin. Somebody who's a lefty, his left hand is considered his right. If a lefty would write with his right hand, it would be possible. The reverse of everyone else. Because of Ramah, the Ramah writes an interesting thing. The guy was a very talented person. He took the the feather and he wrote tefillin with his mouth. He held the tefillin, the the kolmus in his mouth, and he wrote the tefillin. Everyone agrees that's not considered derech siva, and the tefillin have to be written. Writing with your mouth is not. However, because I'm going to run the puzzle. In that case, even if you couldn't find other tefillin, you wouldn't about be put this on. That somebody who writes with his mouth or he uses his toes to hold on to the to, the kumas and write that way is like somebody writing a righty writing with your left hand. And with the avid, if you have no other tefillin, you can wear. But that's a machloikis to paiskim, whether or not that's kosher. Or not, and in Yitzhak Shem tomorrow we will continue with Sif Vav.